Welcome to Dying to Know, where we open up about everything that comes with losing a loved one. Because the only thing that sucks worse than death is not being able to talk about it. We're your bereavement babes, Leah and Rachel, and today we're diving into caskets. Hi, Rach. <laughs> Hi, Leah. How are you doing today? I'm good. How are you? Doing good. So we know today's topic is about caskets. That's the choice that our families made um, to bury our fathers. We know there's other options, which we'll get into on in a later episode. Um, I know my family chose clothes. Oh, open. I'm sorry. Who am I? We chose clothes. Yeah, you chose we clothes. Chose clothes. And we chose open. So I saw this on Google and it says, I asked, how common are open caskets? It states, in the United States, open casket funerals are relatively common. In Europe countries, less so. Mm-hmm. Certain cultures and religions do not view open casket funerals as appropriate. And in Jewish faith, for example, they are generally considered unacceptable. So I know that you are Jewish. Yes, did I you am. all consider it unacceptable? How did you come to this choice? What was that like? I think growing up Jewish, we kind of always knew it was hap- going to happen. And that's how, I guess, funerals go. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not going to say I know everything about like why, if it's unacceptable or all that, but it also is a representation of closing a chapter on like life and Mm. all that for friends and family. But we always knew there was never a question if we were going to do open casket. I think personally, me and my siblings probably wouldn't have been able to handle well an open casket. Gotcha. So I think that was a choice we were always kind of happy to go with. Also, in the Jewish faith, you don't usually embalm. We didn't embalm. So that also speeds up, obviously, like decomp. Mm-hmm. But also, you are supposed to do it within a certain amount of days and times. Mm-hmm. Um, the funeral probably worked with was very flexible with us, knowing that people were coming out. But they were very strict on, like, you need to have it by this day, which everyone was able to make, like, thank goodness. Yeah. But, yeah, it, we closed casket was the route we were going. Is there any way that you could extend? Like, is there any – I mean, I, what you're saying that – there's no embalming, so obviously we know that the body has to be preserved. It's starting to decompose, so closing makes a lot of sense. Yeah. But I'm just saying, like, is there ever been an instant that you know of, just out of curiosity, where, like, they allow a certain amount of time or a little bit of a cushion, just out of curiosity? The closest and the most I know is I think my grandpa, they kept him on ice for a okay. little bit just because again lots of family in florida and mm-hmm. i think and again i was a lot younger for this one but i do think maybe there was a day of flexibility okay but again without the embalming it's highly highly recommended that you do it as fast as possible i think for a more traditional mm-hmm. jewish funeral they try to do it like next day one day so i yeah. feel like pushing over three days is a big push so it is they try to make it as fast as possible for it to happen yeah but with that a lot of funeral parlors are already like savvy to that so we were things were able to keep rolling fast like we were already there picking out and having our first shopping experience (laughs) yeah i mean it's so strange that you say that because a casket planning a funeral in itself is like a lot of work but it is a shopping experience 100 percent. when it comes to like selecting urns and also caskets or depending on like what you're going to do for your family so I know for like my story we did choose to do an open casket mm-hmm. which feels very like cultural I think it's very black if I'm being blunt yeah. like I don't think I've ever been to a funeral of anyone that was black that didn't have an open casket really yes and I know traditionally we always do like a viewing first mm-hmm. the day before and then also a funeral which yeah it was I remember when you told me it's gonna be more than one day I was like sending you a lot of love because even that one day was a lot exactly (laughs) and then at the ceremony like when you have a well not a ceremony but the service 
Um, when you have an open casket, they have something called a closing of the briar, which means closing of the casket. So we knew this was going to happen, but no one liked walked us through what that would be like. Mm -hmm. So hold on to your seatbelts, everybody, because it is a very uncomfortable part of the service. I would say probably the worst. I wouldn't want to experience it again. So once the funeral kind of starts, everyone kind of views the body and then also greets the family since we're sitting on the front row. Mm -hmm. I wonder if this is like cultural or religious. I'm not really sure. Um, But then it's kind of like this last call to like view the body for like the family. And then the immediate family of the deceased kind of goes up. And there's like screws or like... I don't know. It was like a love, not, what's that like wrench that comes with like your Ikea furniture? Like it looks like an An Allen wrench. wrench. Thank you. That they like literally lower the body in the casket itself. And then they start to like, I guess the other things that are on top of the casket, like, you know, they sometimes they put a floral arrangement or different things. Other people are taking it off and they're like, you know, say whatever. And you're kind of like, this is traumatic as fuck. Like, Someone is mechanically I was feel, moving. Like, the informality of it all. Does it yeah. almost like break this weird third wall where you're just like, bruh, like this is yeah, it's kind of like a lot. Yeah. It's like a lot of people are surrounding, like you're surrounded by your loved ones and your family. I learned that like caskets aren't fully lined. Wow, no. Yeah. <laughs> so like I remember like the experience we had, we were in a funeral home and they took us into like a separate room and they'd ask like how we would like to, you know, what were next steps, whether it was going to be cremation or burial. And they kind of have like quarters of caskets kind of like hanging out of a wall. Like this is what it will look like. This is the hardware, whatever. And I remember like looking at some of them and I remember my dad jokingly used to say like, y'all could bury me in a, a wooden box and put me in the backyard. And I remember one of the castes were just like all wood. And I was like, this is appropriate. This is kind of what like he would joke about and say. Which is actually kind of crazy because in the Jewish religion, it yeah. is more custom to put in like just a plain wooden box. Oh, really? Apparently, and I might be getting this wrong, is like death isn't always comfortable. So it's almost oh. like a symbolism of that. I know a lot of the traditions after, and I'm scared that I might be getting a lot of this wrong. <laughs> it's okay. But it is a little, it is kind of custom to do a more simpler box, uh, which is funny okay, that you okay. say that. Exactly. Maybe my dad was telling us something. Maybe. <laughs> so, like, I, re- I can't remember the full conversation with, like, the funeral director who was, like, helping us through this process. But, um, oh, I was asking her, can the casket be fully open, like, shoes and socks body type of thing. I don't know where that came from. I wish I could remember. Um, And she was like, well, no, because like the rest of the casket isn't like lined or like there's no like bedding and stuff in it. And I never knew that. And then I asked her, because I think she said like, you can't open it because there isn't that in there. And I was like, well, how do you get the body in there? Because then I thought about like, oh my God, are they just going to slide him in this opening? And she's like, oh no, like behind the scenes it can open, but like no one displays it because... There's no lining in there. And I know for like the type of casket we had chose, there was medallions that could be um, like magnetic on the open side of it. So you could choose like a father or like maybe a profession or a sports team. Like it was so many different options. So we kind of, even though it was only three options, we kind of wanted to show like an aspect of his life. So I think my mom chose one. Yeah. About being like married to him. We did one for like 
the kids. And then we also chose like a grandfather one for like the grandkids as well. And I think you have like similar about like things that you can put in there. Yeah, no, we, for our casket, they obviously like ask you what you're going to wear or what you want them to wear. Yeah. And if we wanted to include anything in it. And my dad always used to joke that because he, he had this one suit that he wore for his wedding and then mm-hmm. he wore for my suit 16 and that he wore for everything. He's like, I'm going to die in this suit. Got it. So that was his suit. suit. We, included, we did include some other options like just in case and we did say anything that they didn't use could either be donated or like thrown out again like it was just kind of like, let's be done with it. Yeah. Um. And then he, my mom like let me and my siblings all know like if there was anything that we wanted to add because again like we're Mets fans. We have different little things. I think I remember and I feel like this was actually my first moment of really understanding that everyone grieves differently. Like we don't all grieve the same where I was just like, OK, like three ish key items that he loved where like it did start to get become a little bit more. And I was just like in my head, I was like, this isn't a Christmas tree. We yeah, need to decorate it. But I did step like I stepped back and mm-hmm. realized like this is what makes my siblings feel happy. Like, this is, like, what they want to do. They want everyone, like, it's okay to add whatever you want. Like, it's meant to be with him. Exactly. Is that Jewish custom, or was that something that personally the family wanted to, That's something, it was more personal. We did it similar with my grandfather. My dad actually started this where we also give them, we put money in their pocket, you know, just in case we're on your trip up there. We did a hundred. Okay. Because you never know if you need to, like, get your way up there. One bill? A hundred dollar bill. Okay. And then my dad was a lefty so we just asked them if they could include it in his left pocket so oh i love that yeah if you needed any help getting up yeah yeah oh i love that yes i know like also too besides the like medallions that showed that aspect of my dad's life i remember my mom kept asking like leading up like should i bury him in his glasses should i take his wedding ring should i take the like watch and stuff and i also thought like being a glasses wearer um but also i'm like eyes are closed obviously in a casket like do you is it necessary yeah Uh, but i do remember i I believe at the last minute and maybe she thought this through i'm not sure that she did remove his glasses and his wedding ring oh yeah no we and my little sister has his wedding ring too so we did keep that so yeah it was more symbolic things that we added in and then we also did like even though that it's more custom to have a simpler casket we did want to give him like a little bit of an upgrade and send him out you know a little bit fancier what was actually i don't know if it's cool but my grandfather was also buried in the same place so we could kind to see like what he had based mm. off something similar i like a dark wood aesthetic so. yes i did too we did yeah. like a dark like cherry wood. i know i wish i yeah. could remember the type of wood but i remember it was darker you could have the option if you wanted like a religious emblem on top mm. or if you wanted a little more simpler we did keep it a little simpler yeah but yeah no i think the biggest thing though was the sticker price and the sticker shock of it Ooh. caskets are anywhere between like starting around like 2000 and up yeah so i remember and the people we worked with were so sweet but that was the first time where i was like shit like this is not yeah you you don't just like bury someone in a box it is expensive and it starts expensive from the beginning and i know that was a really really big surprise for me and i remember that i was just like whoa like okay we're gonna have to really get together and figure out how we're doing all this because i'm sending him off right exactly i was gonna say that like you think of the sticker shock of funerals you hear all the time like how expensive expensive funerals are like people need to have life insurance but then also when it's a close loved one and my dad was a very simple man like again yeah he was like bury me in overalls put me in the backyard (laughs) because he was country but it's like no you mean too much to me for me to discard you i'm putting you in 
the best of the best. You know yeah. what I mean? Oh, like, 100%. So I'm looking at this like, is this cherry oak? And then this is going to be the suit. And then this is going to be the hardware. And like, also the professions that we are, we're both artists. Like, we're looking at the minor details of everything. Like, yeah. no, you're going out of here in style. Yeah, no, 100%. Yeah. And I feel like, yes, maybe I kind of had an idea that funerals were expensive. But nowhere near the yeah. I- yeah, like nowhere near. I would have never in a million years guessed like the end price of everything, which I'm sure we'll get to in a later yeah. episode. But that was the first moment where I was like, shit, like, yeah, this is going to be expensive. Like, exactly. We're for Just advice to those who are like currently going through this, like shot. I mean, the funeral planning of it all is sort of of a shopping experience. Yeah. Like, I know we'll get into like what you're going to wear to these services, yeah, how you're burying the deceased. But just going to these like funeral homes or planning celebrations of life, you have options in this. Yeah. So just kind of be prepared to like see. I could not believe that I was in a room looking at like quarter pieces of like caskets sticking out of a wall. Well, yeah, ours was more catalog type. Okay, so, yeah, okay. Yeah, flipping through pages yeah. and really checking and everything like that. Whereas ours was like a showroom, and I was like, I never thought I would end up in a place like this or that places like this exist. And also like finances, just be prepared. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think it truly is preparing for your future because if you don't have life insurance, it's definitely something that you really have to like work to get together and make it all happen. Yes, because you want to do your best for your You can never ones. be too prepared for your future. No, you can't. Today's episode is in loving memory of my grandfather, Paul Kinlaw, who is missed each and every day. Again, we're your bereavement babes, Leah and Rachel, and we'll see you on the other side. 